Welcome on into a brand new edition of the Real Sports Talk Show. And like always, I am your host, uh, Paul Jacobek. And like always, my co-host, Kevin Rosser. That'd be Kevin. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not heard, which everybody has, the Cleveland Indians have finally listened to what we have said, and they went out and they improved the bullpen. And we'll get into a second on what they ended up giving up, but please welcome on in Mr. Brad Hand from the San Diego Padres. Uh, Brad Hand was the closer out there in San Diego. Uh, he will. Ass- we are assuming he is going to be coming in, and he's now going to take over the role that Miller uh, used to have while Miller is still on the DL and working to get back into action. Um, he's probably going to be that eighth inning setup. Maybe once in a while, if Allen is getting overused, he will step into the closer role. But it will mostly just be an eighth inning, seventh inning role. And then also, before, uh, after, uh, we'll, we'll get into his stats here into a second. And as we also welcome on in uh, Mr. Adam Simber, who ironically went to the same college. Uh, was it San Francisco, San Francisco State? I think it was something like that. San Francisco State, I'm pretty sure. He went to with uh, Mr. Um, what the hell? Uh, Bradley Zimmer. So you have a Zimmer and a Simber. Both of them went to the same school. And now both of them, ironically, are now on the same MLB uh, roster. Uh, Simber, you're not going to really know a lot about the guy. He is now in his rookie year, and he is a 27-year-old. So, uh, you know, just on the same path as just about everybody else who ever made it to the major leagues. Uh, he really hasn't made it. Like he, It's kind of hard to describe. You, you have to just go on YouTube and watch the guy pitch. If you ever seen the, uh, the movie Moneyball, that's kind of one of the things you'll notice is the guy has never really gotten a shot because when he's throwing, you almost think that his knuckles are hitting the dirt as he's getting ready to throw. I mean, he's getting down to the ground for a very awkward awkward approach to the plate so he's coming on in and the indians give up the number 15 prospect in baseball the number one in their organization in francisco mejia as we were trying to transition him into an outfielder slash catcher and it, it just didn't seem like it was sitting well with him and he really didn't have a role playing uh, catcher because Jan Gomes is still locked up for another three years. And so now you're just sitting here and you're going, all right, Mejia doesn't really have a spot you know, on this roster anytime soon. And if you want to make a run with the team that you have now, you had to increase that bullpen because the bullpen is the biggest problem. And you went out and you got two players who are under contract for a couple more years. And when Cody Allen and Andrew Miller both walk next year, because there's no way you're getting both of them, so only one of them can return, uh, you actually have a closer if Cody Allen does sign somewhere else, and you do have another man to stay in the bullpen, and both of them are having phenomenal years. Both of them are almost unhittable. So right now, this was a phenomenal move by the Cleveland Indians. Rosser? Yeah, I got to agree. I mean... Mejia being the top catching prospect in baseball right now, you really wanted to get as much value out of him as possible because with Jan Gomes' contract, like you said, it was impossible for Mejia to step in and then us still get our money's worth from Gomes. Um, getting Brad Hand, who was an all-star 
this year. Um, definitely shores things up. And, and to think if Miller can come back 100% and be effective like he was in 2016, uh, that's a very dangerous trio in the bullpen if they're at 100% and they're on their game of Hand, Miller, and Allen. That's basically unhittable. And against lefties especially, Hand has been dominant. I believe uh, his batting average against lefties is well under two. It's a, it, it's like I think it was 170. a 170. It's like a 172-174 or something like that. He absolutely unhittable if you're a left-handed hitter. So mm-hmm. good luck. Yeah. Um, the only other uh, thing that I wish we could have gotten – uh, in that deal is if maybe we would have thrown them another prospect to possibly uh, get one of their outfield prospects. That That's the only uh, spot on the roster that I think is still... Um, See, I it, don't it need a prospect. I no. don't need a prospect. That's the thing. I don't, I, I'm not sitting here... I don't need a prospect. I need a player that's coming up right now. I, I don't need a, a prospect for later on because... Right now, if you're the Indians, I don't give a shit what's going on. You need to get the anybody who's in the minors. You're you're on watch list from any team in my in my perspective. This is a absolutely win now. You go out and you get players that can absolutely you know just help your team win a championship. And yeah, everybody you know the big the big splash would have been getting Machado. The thing is, is we're giving up Machado, getting Machado, is you're giving up a Mejia, you're giving up a Bobby Bradley, perhaps, you're giving up, at, for sure, Mejia, guaranteed, with another top prospect, and you also have to take on the fact that Machado's not staying in Cleveland, Machado doesn't want to play third base, and that's where he's going to play, because you wouldn't put him over Lindor, that's a slap in the face of Lindor, I, I would presume, because Lindor's your franchise chip. You know, that guy is literally – the franchise is in Lindor's hands and Jose Ramirez's hands. Jose would love to go play second base, but Machado didn't want to play third. So the Dodgers went out. They got – it was a huge deal. They got Machado. And now the Indians have to go out, and they need to find an Andrew Jones to come in and play in the outfield. They, I mean, they brought up Melky Cabrera again. He's now on the active roster for this 106-degree night in Texas tonight as they will at least be on the roster for the next four days until Shane Bieber comes up because he has to get brought up for his start. But right now, if you're the Indians, you have to just look at it and go, you know, we're going to have to part ways with people who we, you know, who we think might be an asset, we have to part ways with you because this is an absolutely win now. And there are guys on the roster right now on the active roster that could go. There are guys that have been on the roster that, you know, we thought are going to be huge pieces, but we're going to trade it for another big piece. So Bradley Zimmer could be gone. A Shane Bieber, who's having a phenomenal year could be gone. Anybody who has a, you know, a young, and Zimmer's not considered a young, young player, but he still is, you know, a very young because he's only had a year under his belt. But he's he's on that list of young talent that could be shipped off to bring in a veteran who can get the job done. There's been a lot of reports of the Indians going after maybe another Jay Bruce type of acquisition. There's been, you know, Andrew Jones um, from Baltimore, He's definitely on the watch list because we don't have a center fielder. So 
and I don't want to see Naquin go back out there. And honestly, I think it's just time to fully give up on Chisholm and put Naquin in right. Yeah, the uh, it's it's funny that Brantley again all these things that Michael Brantley has done this year, we wouldn't think that his outfield spot would be the one that has been the most secure so far. But um, uh, I, I would love to see a, a guy like Andrew Jones, I'm Andrew Jones, uh, come in and uh, really have another veteran leader in this clubhouse. Who's Andrew Jones? I mean, I mean Adam Jones. Sorry, like, Wait a slip of the here. tongue. Um, yeah, to have a veteran guy come in and, and you know, who's going to be hungry for a championship with how bad Baltimore has been the last couple of years, especially this year. Uh, he's going to come in very hungry, uh, giving it everything that he's got for this city, for this team. I think a fresh uh, – it's kind of – I mean, I've always played on bad baseball teams or football teams, whatever it is, and winning is not fun, and it really kills your – the you know to show up at the ballpark if you're a Baltimore Oriole every day knowing that you only have 27 wins on the year and the Indians could probably pull off 27 wins in a month you know a month month and a half if they really wanted to. I mean we ripped off freaking 22 in a row 23 in a row last year so yep. a team to win 27 and it's only at the all-star break I, I mean, it, it's got to kill you on the inside and maybe a change of scenery, which everybody knows Adam Jones is a phenomenal outfielder. He's a very, very good player, and his numbers are down this year. But, I mean, honestly, Machado is just a freak, so of course his numbers were going to be good. He's got like 24 bombs on the year. But I don't. I didn't think Jones was going to be one of those players who fully come out and just star, you know, is an absolute star like Machado. But I think a change of scenery for a player like him, you bring him into Cleveland, you know, you kind of, you get, I mean, come on. We traded for Brad Hand, and an hour later, Jose Ramirez already asked Brad Hand, you know, do you play Mario Kart? This, this is a very good atmosphere to bring somebody in who's on a 27-win team. This is also a, a guy in Brad Hand who, who if, you, if you haven't seen his Twitter, he has already uh, – his profile picture is already now a picture of him photoshopped into an Indians jersey. And th- considering that his only two tweets in the last several months have been his thank you to San Diego and his thank you to the Indians – and then for him to go and do that, it shows that he's uh, committed at least uh, outwardly facing. He's committed. He wants to be a big part of this team going forward, not just this year, but for years to come. And, you know, Brad Hand is a guy, like I was saying, you know, he was on teams that, I mean, he come on, he got drafted by Florida, who and then his second year became the Miami Marlins. So right there, change of scenery was terrible. And he, he was a starter. It didn't work out for him. And, you know, he was playing in Miami for a while, a couple years there. Then he goes off to San Diego, and, you know, he gets thrown into the bullpen. And it was just like almost like a Carlos Carrasco situation. He got thrown into the bullpen, and he found a home. And like Carrasco, he found a home there. And then, you know, Terry Francona said, well, we're going to put you back into the starter role. And Carrasco has has shined ever since. But Brad Hand, he goes into the, into the bullpen, and next thing you know, this guy's a new man. And, you know, San Diego's not a winning team, but when he goes out there, the guy was pretty lights out. And his first year, he pulled off 21 saves, then 24 last year. 
So the guy is an absolute stud. I think a lot of people, and, you know, I, I was listening to a lot of calls on radio yesterday and listening to uh, even a podcast last night about it. And a lot of people were saying that the Indians probably overdid this and they shouldn't have given up Mejia. I think this is an absolutely great trade. Um, yeah, I, I, it sucks to see Mejia go. I think he's probably the best uh, hitting prospect in baseball right now. But when it comes down to it, we needed bullpen help like no other. And we're not even paying, you know, their their contracts aren't big that we just brought in. And they're locked up for the next couple of years where next year, if we didn't trade for these guys, we're going, okay, we have our closer leaving. We have our setup man leaving. And then you have to go out and spend, you know, money on these guys. And we know that the Indians didn't feel like spending money on big contracts. But right now, if you told me right now that the Indians don't spend money, I don't want to hear that because now the Indians have moved up from the middle of the crop into, I guess, if you want to say the upper echelon of uh, payroll now. The Indians are paying quite a bit of money. And I will say that it, it is pretty cool to see because now – we heard it before a long time ago that the you know they will spend money when we're in contention. Well, guess what? We went to the World Series. We lost in Game 7. We go out. We signed Edwin Encarnacion. A lot of people never saw it coming. We go out. We lost in you know the first round of the Yankees. But we still made trades to try and you know get past the Yankees. We brought in Alonzo, who has been you know a very good player this year for the Indians. A lot of RBIs. And, and now you're seeing, okay, we're all in on this because we just traded our top prospect. A, a top, he is number 15 in the minor leagues right now as the best, as the 15th best player in all of baseball in the minor leagues. We traded him for two relievers. And it's, it, it's high time that we started cashing in on Columbus's players, on our AAA guys, because... We've had one of the better farm systems we in baseball do. pretty we, much for our entire lives. We always do. It's just we've never been in contention. Never been in contention before like this. And, and having had that taste, like you said, in 2016 of being one win away from a title. Uh, and then you regress a little bit last year, but now you have to Shit. think that this season is the one. One win. We were a 10-minute rain delay. 10-minute rain delay away, but the, the fact that they're going out and saying, we know he's great, but we can get guys that can get us wins now is what I like to see from the Dolans and what I like to see from management is committing to winning now, not in the future. Sure, a couple years down the road, we'll still have a couple of these guys, but this year has to be our year. The Red Sox are young. The Yankees are young. The AL is going to be tough in the next five to ten years. And it's important that we get in our championship now because we don't know if the window is closing after this season or not. I actually, I fully agree with everything that Rasta just said right there. Um, there's no way that if you don't, if you don't win it next year, or if you don't win it this year, I don't see what you could do next year in the off season, or even maybe even trades to go, okay, well, you know, we didn't win it this year, but we could try and, you know, sign this guy or this guy. We're not going to be able to throw a $100 million contract at Manny Machado. 
we're not able to throw a $150 million contract at a Bryce Harper. Mm-hmm. So when you're the Indians, you go and you, you, you know, every time we've been relevant, it's because of who we brought in. And those are the Jose Ramirez is that we got who, you know, he doesn't come in through the draft because he's a Dominican important player. They're not allowed to be in the MLB draft, which I still think is a joke. But, you know, we ended up getting him and he's been an absolute star in the last three years. He was rough at the beginning. Let's I, not don't ever forget Jose Ramirez's upbringing. I did not expect. Nobody these past did. Three seasons Nobody fucking did. His bat was dead when he came. It wasn't league. dead. It was non-existent. He didn't. He, the guy didn't even know how to tie his shoes. He was dog shit. He was terrible. Nobody even wanted him on the team. And then next thing you know, oh my God, Jose Ramirez is shining. Now he should be MVP. Right now, I think that a lot of people. There's been a lot of conversation on Twitter and stuff because they had a. They talked to the MLB commissioner and. He said, well, you know, Mike Trout is probably the best player in baseball, blah, 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 but he doesn't, you know, promote himself, which I still think is bullshit. I don't think the commissioner knows what he's talking about. But when it all comes down to it, and he asked Bryce Harper, and he said, oh, yeah, without a doubt, Mike Trout is the best player in baseball. Well, it, it's all fun and game. You know, it's it's cool for an Indians fan to say, you know, Jose Ramirez is the best player in baseball. I, You know, I could say it. Anybody could say it. And it's easy to say Mike Trout is definitely the best player in baseball. That's hands down. But Jose Ramirez is hands down in top three contention. And, and if you don't think that, I, I honestly don't know if you know what, it, what stats are. This guy is batting over 300 with 29 bombs and 70 RBIs at the All-Star break. And here's a, quick, here's a quick one for you, Rosser. And if you can answer this question, I don't know if you got the notification. I, I read this little article yesterday about it. What was the last year, not in Indians history, this is an MLB history, that a player had 100 extra base hits in a season. Uh, gosh, I am not sure about that. I'm I'm a stats guy, and I you have I'm no idea. Dra- I'm drawing Dead a blank. Honest. You have no idea. No idea. The last player, which I'll tell you right now, this is this is right now at the All Star break. The Indians are about to start tonight in in uh t- in Arlington, and uh, that's going to start off the second half of the year. The last player. Actually, hold on. Before I say that, sorry, my bad. I was getting I was getting ahead of my, uh, getting ahead of myself. Jose Ramirez right now is on pace for ninety seven extra base hits. And you know, fan, you know the graphs, you know they'll change every day after you're in that bat, blah blah blah. But he's on pace right now for ninety seven extra base hits. The last time a player had one hundred extra base hits in a year was in two thousand one. And ironically, and I, I don't have the, the actual stat, you know, with all the players. But you do know the last Indian who did it, right? 95. 95. 95. Don't make me fucking flex on you. Flex on me. You know who the fuck it is. I just gave it to you. <laughs> Albert fucking Bell. Exactly. Goddamn. Albert Bell in 95. You know what he had? You know what the ironic thing is? What's ironic about it? What happened in 95. Indians made it to the World Series. Well, I, I meant the other. The other. What also happened? In '95, there was a uh, there's a little asterisk next to his name on that list. There's a reason why. There was a called a strike. Yeah. So he actually did that. He had 103. If I if I remember right, he had 103 in only 143 games. Mm-hmm. So 
How many games do you play now, Rosser? 162. How many games less did he have than Jose Ramirez or any of these other players? Around 20 if he played all of them. And this guy had a 100 extra base hits in 20 less games. And he, you know, he made that club. And just for Jose to be a part, and I'll tell you right now, there was I for sure remember Barry Bonds was on that list. I don't remember. Uh, I I honestly don't remember the years and all that stuff. But I remember Barry Bonds was on that list. Uh, if I remember, I think A Rod was on there. Uh, Albert Bell, as I said, but there were, there were a couple other guys. There was I think only five or six guys total. So to be a part of that list. It's showing, you know, what the Indians have done this year. It's showing what Jose Ramirez has done this year. But it also shows you, like we kept saying, the Indians, I think they kind of are starting to see what we've all been saying is, this is it. You have one of the best players in baseball right now and Jose Ramirez. Oh, wait. You also have Francisco Lindor, who's one of the best shortstops in baseball and one of the best players in baseball. They both play on your team. They both like to smile. They both like to win. You got two Cy Young candidates in Kluber and Bauer. Bauer right now has one of the best earn runner averages as a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Kluber, I will say, hopefully, and the, one of the biggest things, going back into bringing in Brad Hand in that, I think absolutely this just, I, I, I think you're going to see Bauer, and I think you're going to see Kluber and all these other pitchers. I think you're going to see them pitch even better now because now they don't have to go out there going, oh, my God, I got to go eight strong innings just to get a decision in this game because our bullpen might blow it. Now they don't have to sit here and stress. I think you're going to see Kluber. You know, right now Kluber, he missed the all-star game because he was getting a shot in his knee because his knee's killing him. You know, he's hurt. He's pitching through an injury right now. Why? Because the bullpen sucks. And guess what? He ain't doing it now because we got off the all-star break. We just brought in two freaking pitchers. So I, I really think that with Bauer, Bauer I think has, what, a 2-8? Kluber's like got 12 wins. Bauer's Kluber's got more whip. strikeouts. Kluber's whip is below one. Yeah, and actually, um, going into those last stats, as Rosser just said about uh, Kluber, I actually have uh, Brad Hand, so we can go ahead and bring that up. Um, Brad Hand, uh, 41 games this year. He's a 2-4 record with a 3 3.05 uh, ERA in 44 and a third innings with 65 strikeouts, and his uh, whip is right there at a 108. Um and then you have uh, what's his name, freaking uh, Adam Zimber. Zimber. I want to say Zimber, but it's Zimber. Zimmer. And I know it freaking sucks. He also has a whip of a one hundred eight. Um, forty two games. He has forty eight in a third innings with fifty one strikeouts and a three one seven ERA. He also has a win loss of a three and five record. Now, if I could tell you guys, I wish I could get the video for you guys, but I don't have control of that. Foise has control of that. So maybe I can text him and tell him to put the video in if anybody actually goes on YouTube to listen to this. But you have to go and watch Zimber, Simber pitch. It is, it's actually really cool. And I think a lot of people really need to go out and see it because I, it, it's, it's pretty, like, honestly, I don't know. I don't think, I know for sure I can't put my body like that to pitch like that. It's weird. I know Cody might be able to. I can't. Cody does some weird wind up shit, but I can't do that stuff. That's crazy. But he's he's a, he's pretty. He's an average guy. He's an average pitcher, six four, one eighty. Um, he throws righty, and then uh, of course uh, hands a big lefty. And you're gonna see these guys coming out of the bullpen. You're gonna see hand way more. Um, but Simber, a lot of people are kind of comparing him to just a matchup kind of guy. But I really think this guy can pitch. He can pitch to anybody. 
but he still is young in his career, so he, you know, we don't know. But Hand is for sure the big guy coming out of the bullpen now, and don't, you know, don't don't forget that the deadline still has another week and a half, two weeks. So there still is room for improvement for the Indians. It's just a matter of time and who they want to give up. Rosser, I um, I'm just sitting here because it, it's funny because I'm looking at the standings right now. Seven and a half game lead. Seven and a half games up on the Twins, who suck and are about to be on a fire sale. They are. Um, I, I I'm really surprised again that they aren't. It's bad it, that they are it's below bad. 500, but um. I'm just looking at the the other records of of teams in the American League, and you know obviously Boston and the Yankees, uh, they're above sixty games right now, sixty eight and sixty two respectively. Houston's at sixty four, and then I look at the Oakland A's, who are fifty five and forty two, when we're fifty two and forty three, so they are the third team in the West and they'll probably lose out on the playoffs mm-hmm. while the Indians will, might have a worse record than them. Who know, the, the Indians have been hot the last couple of years following the All-Star break. But it, it's, it's just troubling to see the, uh, the Red Sox and the Yankees and the Astros, those three teams have much better starts and, and it's frustrating to know that we're not getting as much competition in the American League Central. I can agree. Eh. It's nice that we have the lead in the division, but I I wish that we played more teams on a regular basis that gave us better competition so we could be prepared when we faced the likes of Boston and New York and Houston come October. Right now, the Indians are what two and two and six against the Yankees, I two and five, two and six, mm-hmm. something like that. I don't know what their record is against Boston. I don't even know if they played Boston, but all it comes down to, to me, and I really think that you could get it's just get me to the playoffs. I don't care what records are. I like last year the Indians had a hundred wins. I don't care about that, honestly. When I really think about it, I didn't even care about the like I, I did care about the win streak. Don't get me wrong, the win streak was freaking awesome. But I was it that important to get that many wins in a row? Eh, yeah, it's cool to get the record. It was cool for that whole thing. I was going to the games, I was cheering my ass off. When Lindor hit that one off the wall against Kansas City, I lost my shit. It was a hell of a game. But I just need just get me to the postseason. And you know, when you get to the postseason in baseball compared to like a basketball game or, you know, an NFL game, the postseason changes compared to regular season. And of course, it changes in those sports too. But you don't see pitchers going eight innings, you don't see pitchers going seven innings sometimes. The game shrinks and it's all about the bullpen. And if your bullpen isn't good in, you know, October, you ain't going to last long. And right now, the Indians, their biggest problem, and the, that's one of the main reasons why the Indians' biggest problem, why everybody's saying their biggest problem was the bullpen. A lot of the losses this year are chalked up to the bullpen. I can't mm-hmm. count how many times the bullpen has blown the game for us. McAllister, Otero. And so, yeah, there's still, like I said, there's still room for improvement. And they brought in hand. Huge acquisition. We'll see what the Simber does. 
I still think you could go out and get one more guy. I don't know who that is per se. There's there's a couple guys out there that you could maybe go out and get. But I still think the biggest trade coming next is going to be for an outfielder. I don't see a second baseman coming, and I definitely don't see a third baseman coming. So I think the biggest one next is the outfielder. But it's all about just getting to the postseason. And, yeah, it's going to suck if we have an identical record to Oakland. But I think if you're Oakland, I think that's something that you could be really proud of. You had the same record as the Cleveland Indians, and the Indians are a solid team. And, yeah, the Indians, they might run into an offensive juggernaut in Boston and New York. New York's going to hit their homers. Is their pitching going to last? I don't know. Are they going to be able to hit homers in in October? I think in New York, yeah. On the road, I don't know. I mean, New York's a kid's ballpark. I can go there and hit softballs out of there. That's not hard. Anytime you're going up against uh, a reliever that can throw 100 miles per hour, you're always going to have a rough time. But the thing is, too, you can also go against a reliever. I mean, good luck hitting Brad Hand's slider. That's not that happening. True. He does have a disgusting You're You're slider. not hitting that slider. So, I mean, it, it, that's the thing with baseball, too, is you have so many players that are just – you know, you don't want to say different, but they are. They're they're just so different. A roll of Chapman throws hundred and three, and like I just said, Brad Hand has a slider that is unhittable. Movement over speed, speed over movement, whatever you want to choose. And you know, you take a flashy player, or you could take a you know a Brian Dozier who is a solid, solid player. He might be on the move at the break, or well, the break's over now, but he might be over before the deadline. He might be traded off to a, a, a contender. And, you know, there's a couple players on that uh, Minnesota team who might be. But it all depends on what you're interested in. And the Indians, you know, you could go out and you could trade for a reliever who throws over, you know, who throws triple digits. You could throw, you could find a guy who throws upper 90s. But you could also go out and do what they did. And they sound, they've got a guy who's a very sound player, a guy who, who stays true to what his mechanics are, and he gets the job done. Can can we as Indians fans start a GoFundMe to uh, kidnap Scooter Jeanette from the other side of the state and bring him to the Indians? Because that would be a, a great get if I just, if the Indian, if the Reds are gonna have a fire sale. Before I can't the believe that he hit what five homers last year. I believe it was four in a game or yeah. four homers, and he's been unhittable. You know, this guy just hits everything. He was literally he pinched hit in the All Star game. And came in and hit a bomb. It doesn't make sense how good this guy is. I, I don't know what the hell though is in the water down in Cincinnati, but you might want to give some of that to freaking, um, what the hell is Jason it? Andy, no, I was going to say Adam or uh, freaking Dalton. Andy Dalton? Yeah. I see a little water down there. Fuck Kipnis. <laughs> I would give the freaking, I would bench Kip unless Kipnis stays hot. Kipnis has been kind of hot lately. But I would give the job to freaking Gonzalez or something. Or there was actually somebody who called in, and I, it was to a radio show yesterday. And um, this guy called in, and I was at work, and I'm just listening to this call. And I honestly, I just felt so dumb listening to it. It was just terrible. This guy said, well, you, know, you have Yandy Diaz down in the minors, and this guy's arms are massive, and you know he looks like a ball player. Why isn't he up there playing third? And you know take Kipnis out and put Ramirez at you know at second base. I was just sitting here thinking it's like the guy looks like he could hit you know the scoreboard every time he comes up, 
But Yanni Diaz did not do anything to make me want him to be on this roster. Like, I honestly forgot he was down in the minors. And if there were actually are people out there who believe that Yanni Diaz should be playing right now at third base and, you know, over that, I don't really agree with that at all. I don't think Yanni Diaz has anything to really bring to this table. Um, I think you got to keep Kipnis there. And if not, then you have Gonzalez, who I think Gonzalez, if you give him everyday playing time, I think he could be an absolutely solid player. The guy, honestly, he should be our starter right now if we did not have Lindor. I hope everybody knows that. this. I mean, Gonzalez is not a slouch. He's our utility guy right now, and he's an extra guy on the bench. But the guy is – he should be our starter right now. The guy is a absolutely solid player, and he's just stuck in the shadow of you know one of the best shortstops in the league. This is not a Michael Martinez situation. No, Michael but, Martinez was absolutely dog shit. Yeah, so that dude that, is terrible. That's what I'm saying. He, he's yeah, our utility he's, he's infielder. Terrible. But had we had Gonzalez in 2016 instead of Michael Martinez, maybe we would have been sitting here with a World Series ring. Who knows? Maybe if Naquin had the maturity that he has now, he also would have caught a pop-up in the outfield. So I don't know. There's a lot of what-ifs, and, you know, it sucks going back into the past and comparing that 16 team with this. But all it comes down to is, like I said, just get us into the postseason. And postseason magic is something special. I think that anybody, if you're Dave Roberts, I think you can absolutely attest to that. I think that guy has one of the most memorable stolen bases in baseball history. And I see a lot of players on this team that you could honestly just stick in at points. And, you know, you're sitting here, maybe it's game three of the ALCS, and, you know, you need to get a runner over. Rajay Davis is sitting on your bench, and he, you know, Rajay Davis is faster than a lot of people in the major leagues, and this guy's 40 years old. Mm-hmm. You want him to steal a base, put him in in the eighth inning. This dude's going to steal you second base. He's going to get you over, and then a base hit scores him easy. I mean, a base hit could score him from first base anyway. So there's a lot of players on this team that you can stick in in key moments, and I don't think that the it's not bright. it's not too bright for them. You know, this team is set to, I think, win it as long as there's not – there can't be any weak links in the chain. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. But right now, the weakest part was the bullpen. You brought in a huge piece in Brad Hand. Is that good enough? I don't think so. I don't think so either. And and we can't think that it's good enough until it's it's proven to be good enough with a title. Make a move. And you there's still got to be guys out there. I. I I'm not sure who we could still get with the pieces that we have, the teams that may be looking. I, I still like Iglesias from the Reds. Uh, he hasn't had as good a season as I thought he was going to. I thought he was going to break out this year, but he's still a really solid arm out of the bullpen and very gettable. If the Reds are sellers at the deadline, which they should be, uh, he he's probably going to go somewhere to a contender, and I hope that it's us. I I just hope that they're not done. And I, I don't think they are. And I think that the way that a lot of the the roster spots moving and everything like that, I think they're definitely not done. But I just don't think that it's good enough until that last minute at the deadline when, you know, be right before it strikes zero, I hope that you guys have, you know, this, the roster that you think is good enough. I don't. I, I just really I, – I don't know. Like I really feel like the pitching 
the starting pitching should be good enough. And I don't want to say like it should be like, oh, like I doubt it. I just think that the starting pitching will get us through most of the games and our hitting will be pretty. I mean, I don't I just don't think that we're going to have any problems. I really don't until you get to the bullpen and they've already made a big part in increasing the security in that bullpen. I think you're one move away from f- finishing off this team and making it a, a very sound team. So I don't know what's next. I don't roster. Do you know what's next? Certainly not. I just hope you go out and you get one more and you get ready to uh, put up that banner next year with a, and it says world, you know, world champions, hopefully. But, you know, we still got a week and a half, two weeks before the deadline. Uh, There's going to be a lot of rumors flying around. A lot of people still think that the Indians need to make moves. We're definitely two of them. So hopefully we'll see something. Um, Definitely. Check out the uh, next edition of Roster's Rant. Roster, what's what's on next? What's the uh, rant about? I, I can't even tell you about it. It's, it you're just going to have to listen to it. Well, it there you go. You heard it from him first. You just got to listen to it. So any any last words, Mr. Mister Roster? Uh, go Tribe. That's, that's it. That's all I got. And then hopefully come deadline, we'll get one more deal done. We'll come back and be even happier than we were about Brad Hand. Okay. Well, that was for Mr. Kevin Ross uh, and for Foise, who's uh, working on the, the shows right now, actually. Um, he would like to say hello and go Tribe. And uh, I think that uh, Ross has said it best. It, it really and you know, and Foise, it's it really is just go Tribe. There is no nothing else to really say other than just go Tribe. You don't have to try and do any massive, massive things anymore. I think we have the team. Go get it done. We'll see you in October, hopefully. No, I think we got October locked up. I just think it, we, we, it depends see on how November. long. Yeah, November. There you go. For Rosser, Foise, this is Paul. This was the Real Sports Talk Show. Until next time, we'll see you.